step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to today's Earth Energy Forecast Show on this Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Thank you for tuning in today or if you're listening later to the podcast. I am your host, Joan Serio. And these are extraordinary times that we're in. And these are times that make us stop and wonder about our lives and about other people and about our world. And we've seen some blessings in this uh, already. I always try to look for the gift because I believe there's a gift in everything. Where pollution levels have decreased in China, where the dolphins were coming back and, and other things, that Mother Earth is starting to renew herself already. So as we begin to see how things can really change, how we can make changes in this world. Today, I'm going to bring on a guest that's going to talk about how we can do this in a very tangible way and looking at things and um, using technologies that we're not used to, that we haven't used a lot yet. So today, I'm going to bring on Susan Manowich. Susan focuses on conscious leadership to the positive evolution of all life. She has spent over 20 years in the areas of leadership consulting, emotional intelligence, resident technology, and better understanding human dynamics to successfully transition through these planetary changes. She works to bring ethics, integrity, and global team cohesion to the field of new energy technologies. She is currently president of the New Energy Movement, a 501c3 nonprofit located in the U.S., and co-founder of NUI, the Foundation for Moral Technology, which is a community interest company based in the U.K. Some of her professional accomplishments are in the field of conscious leadership development and emotional intelligence and worked with clients around the globe, including Harvard Business School, Yale University, University of Chicago GSB, London Business School, and many others. Susan is a published author of several pieces of emotional intelligence work, 
She co-authored the paper, Scientific Information Received by Contact Experiencers, in 2018, and was the co-author of the book Hidden Energy. Uh, Her other co-author, Jean Manning, has been a guest on our show before. She also serves as an advisor for the Tipping Point and a research advisor for CCRI, Conscious and Contact Research Institute. Her websites are hiddenenergy.org, newenergymovement.org, thenewyfoundation.com, and you can reach her at susan.manowich at thenewyfoundation.com. Welcome to the show, Susan. I trust that you are well. <laughs> Thank you, Joan. Yes, I am um, working to be well through these, these changes that we have, for sure. Yes. Yes, many changes here on this planet, and you talk about that. And I, and I want to get to the emotional intelligence part of this too, but let's get to the to the crux of the matter here. Let's talk about what new energy technology is and how you got interested in this. Sure, uh, I think maybe a, a bridge before we get into that is, you know, it, it's funny because when <clears throat> when you do interviews for, let's say, you know, the, the book or if, you know, people are asking about the organizations, you know, to share more information. <clears throat> you've, you've, like I've got an anchor of notes and most people do, right, you know, that you look at. And <clears throat> I looked at mine before the show and I said, wow, a lot of this still applies. That's great. But the times that we're living in right now, you know, there's a shift in terms of, um, you know, what I call, there's knowing what you think is going to happen in the future, but then when, the, when that happens, you're in it now, you know, you shift your languaging a little bit. But I, I wrote that bio mm-hmm. about, um, you know, the positive evolution of all life regarding these planetary changes, because, and that was about a decade ago. Um, and, and, you know, some of us, I, I think, have known um, for quite some time that the planet was going to be going through a shift. And, you know, the uh, geomagnetic changes, you've got that aspect of the shift, and then you've got the, the human beings that live on the planet, and knowing that um, as a species, we're, we're going to be challenged, um, because some of the ways that we seem to be living are not in alignment with some of these changes that are, that are coming. So new energy technology is, um, I would say, there's the, the people that work on this have known, many of them have known that these changes are, are, were imminent. And, you know, here we are now um, facing, you know, a, a whole global crisis, right? And, you know, we can get in depth about how does that even relate, how does this coronavirus even relate to, <laughs> you know, anything to do with new energy technology, and it does. Um, so these technologies are technologies that are more harmonious. They're in alignment with nature. Um, they're not working in this, this oppositional force, um, but they're working in alignment with nature, and they're, they're clean. Um, they are not something that you need to be tied into a big grid that somebody can just go and shut down the whole thing, which we see happening in other you know, spaces and places right now. So there's more what I would call energy sovereignty, um, even more community energy that could be um, utilized as opposed to the way that we're tied into this, you know, for, for many people tied into this bigger grid right now, which, you know, is debatable whether or not it can withstand and handle um, some of these potential geomagnetic changes that we, that we <laughs> think may be 
coming on the horizon. So there's just a little I don't bit know that it's debatable. <laughs> I don't think it can. <laughs> I don't know that it's debatable, but we'll talk about that later. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't know. I love it. You never know who you're speaking to. So no, exactly. I mean, this is, you know, we've been, many people have been, you know, shown and, and told and, you know, you, you look at where we're about to enter into solar cycle 25, uh-huh. which uh-huh. means we've got more solar activity. The sun's been real quiet for these last couple of years. We've, we've had it, believe it or not, it's been relatively quiet, the calm. Right. We are about to we're Yeah, about but to there's hit. more solar um, activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More sunspot activities yeah. coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've got more, well, the low um, um, uh, solar activity comes a higher amount of cosmic rays um, mm-hmm. as well. So <laughs> right, a yeah. little bit of both that's going on but you yeah know, we're not out of the woods one way or the other yeah yeah oh no i think we're just i i really think we're just getting into it so these new energy technologies then are using they're harnessing uh energy that's all around us is that correct then you know it appears to be um you know there's so many different ways um that this and, and this is what it's teaching us and this is what it's showing us and i work with you know we work with these inventors all around the globe and this is what it, it seems to be showing us is that you know there are different ways to tap into whether we call it the sea of energy or tap into this um uh, back energy um uh, there's something called back emf like there's there's ways to tap in there's you know magnetic um you've got water plasma um, something that's called LENR also. So as you start to really look into these different ways that energy can be, um, it's not that you're creating anything, you know, you're tapping into it and you're seeing that there's these, you know, charges that are coming that are, you know, lighting up these different devices or powering these different devices. And it seems that there's, <clears throat> there's more energy coming out of these different devices than need to be put in, which is very different than what we've got, you know, going on with, any standard, right. uh, anything right now. Yeah, so yeah. It, that goes against uh, some kind of uh, physical law in in our minds. At least that's the way it's been. You know, like oh, you know. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. So the 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 variety of different um, ways that we can go about this. You know, to me, it's kind of like the bigger story here is there's so much that our standard science and standard you know laws of physics. Um, do not uh, show and are not sharing that it looks like, you know, as, as we're finding out right now, there's many things that are, are not complete. The story is not totally written. If anything, um, we may be experiencing um, this, this evolution of, uh, you know, dare I say consciousness or awareness that um, the, that there are, there is more activity on these smaller levels for life energy um, than has met the eye in that the universe and the earth and everything that moves around us is um, one in which it's dynamic and not static, you know, and, and there's, that's a lot of what defies, you know, the way that dare I say modern science has, has shown us, right. That it's, it's, it's static. These are the laws. This is what it is, you know, but, mm-hmm. but these mm-hmm. different 
ways that we can um, extract and excite energy is showing us something very different. And that's far more exciting <laughs> than, um, um, you know, the old way of looking at things. Yes. Yeah, so um, I have so many questions. So the, the obvious question is this. If we already have these technologies, in a moment I'm going to ask you what these electromagnetic motors are, water and plasma, and how all this works, but briefly. But um, if we have these technologies, why in the world haven't we implemented them on at least um, trial basis, if not on a global scale? What's holding this up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, you know, I, Here's here's the, the 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 assumption you know that you made is that we we have these so you know I can tell you the state of what I know um, that I've worked with and and where things are at and you're going to hear different stories from different people um, back you know you can look at some of the, the history of call it the suppression of this type of information and you know there's stories long and wide as it relates to inventors being harassed, um, inventors no longer being here on this plane of existence by some of the things mm-hmm. that they've worked on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of stories in regards to that. And and I've been around this arena for a while. I know people that know some of the people personally that are no longer with us. And, you know, yeah. you listen to the stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. You hear them and say, okay, there's probably something to that. Um, you know, just as a, I'm someone who likes to take in a lot of information before uh, making, uh, you know, I call it not doing the confirmation bias thing, you know, just making sure that I've got a little bit more, hopefully an accurate read on certain things. And, you know, there does seem to be um, the suppression aspect. So what does that mean? That means that it limits um, people from truly organizing around this arena and working on these amazing possibilities for humankind, right? So you're mm-hmm. not going to find that there's many public <laughs> type of organizations that are dedicated to this. It's not like, you know, we're, we're creating a toy here or even some type of known um, um, product, right? Um, because it's, it's not like there's even a product out there today that's on the market for this. This is, this is a new um um, industry or a new market, um, whatever you want to call it, so to speak. So um, you, you've got that aspect. I mean, I do work with um, an individual that did spend time in his uh, organization, which was for a, um, a government <laughs> organization. I'll just say it that way. I mean, he, he has really some of this stuff uh, publicly, so I, I feel like I can share that to a degree. But they did work on on these different types of technologies. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of commonplace that in certain, you know, whether you call it DOD organizations or defense organizations that, you know, they, they spend time and energy on these types of things. So, you know, what we try to do is, is with our organization is to um, obviously – do this from a, a citizen standpoint, from the, the public standpoint, and you know to say why are they not out there yet? Well, you know, whoever has the the um, the edge on energy technology can be obviously very powerful from a financial leverage standpoint. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, uh-huh. it, and it comes down to finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so you know, this has been. 
gosh, I'm literally doing the 40,000 foot view now, and I think you're with me on this, um, that, you know, this, was that the way it was supposed to be on this planet? Did, you know, was that something that was, you know, that we were supposed to take these energy resources and attach such a, a financial, you know, um, um, power to it that it made or it made or break countries? I mean, you know, the wars in regards to oil. Yeah, the wars the over oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like when you look at it from a human species standpoint, it's kind of insane, right? And so in some ways you can look at and see why there has been, um, why the academic universities and why um, this has not been something that has been so out in the public, right? Because there's a, there can be a bit of, you know, danger working on something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is, one one way to look at it, but you know what, what I also can say is that ninety five. And this is turning the conversation a little bit, but about ninety five percent of the devices that you see on the internet, and you can even see people taking money for their devices and saying, you know, this is going to do X Y Z, and um, you know, does it really work? And what we found over years of doing testing and vetting um, with an engineering team that knows what they're doing is about 95% of the technology do not work as people advertise them to. So that means that this is a a field that has yet to, uh, or or excuse me, let me be more positive because this is more accurate, is in the process of maturing. It's in the process of getting proper boundary conditions and education of what works and what doesn't work. Um, So, you know, there's a learning process of it and demystifying the stories because there's lots of stories <laughs> and lots of promises. Um, yeah. And especially in the time, in the time that we're in right now to be very careful about, because the reality is we are living in a different time as of a couple of weeks ago, right? We mm-hmm. are living in a different and heavens forbid if, if, now you have energy that goes out in a neighborhood, let's say in a city, you know, it's a scary thing for many, many people. And being able to focus on what's more real um, and what's more ready versus what's not, you know, this has been what we've spent a lot of time in our organization doing over these last couple of years. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been I'm called the work that you really don't want to do, but it's necessary to make sure that you, you get to where you're supposed to be going faster. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, so what we do in, in our organization is, uh, you know, we try to educate um, that 95% that doesn't work. We try to say, okay, this is what we found. This is why. And they're usually real basic fundamental engineering um, types of things that has to even do with basic equipment, measuring equipment. Um, and we try to educate back. It's not like we say, oh, you know, if your device doesn't work, so be it, go away. It's more, okay, well, this is, you know, what we're seeing um, in, in even some of the inventors, especially ones with, um, I would say, a, a, a awareness of why they're here and what they're here to do. We actually work with some of those folks as well, and we try to exchange information um, back and forth and, and, you know, create a learning environment. So for the 5% that do work 
um, we further vet and test those out and keep vetting and testing those out. And the goal is to get to a point that you can replicate the device to eventually have it out there for people, right? Um, mm -hmm. For communities and for people in their homes. I mean, that is ultimately what we, where our interest is, is not developing something on a large scale for, you know, um, it's not our thing. Our thing is about people and being able to successfully transition through the shift. And you don't need to have a device that does a mega amount of power to do that. You just need something that can you know, do the job. And um, and so that's what we focus on a lot of our time and energy on right now. So if somebody wanted to go off the grid, um, some of these uh, new energy technologies may be able to supply the energy they would need. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but we're working towards that. So there's not a uh -huh. technology that's in the market today that you can get. However, the education in regards to this is absolutely critical. Um, it seems there does seem to be. So I, I want to go back to something when you you talked about, um, you know, like like the technology being out there. Why isn't it out there yet? You know, Tesla was working on these types of things, you know, quite mm -hmm. some time ago. And many of us um, share the same type of thought process that consciousness at the time was not really ready for this, that the people um, were not really aware enough um, that, that, that consciousness, the awareness, the awakening process really wasn't there. Now, there does seem to be something about... Um, how that we may not in our um, evolving species just go buy something off the shelf and stick it in our home and understand what it is, right? Like we may not have a value for it. There seems to mm -hmm. be some type of a kind of like a, an edu educational, public educational awareness that, that we need to understand a little bit more about how we work as human beings before we can really understand how these technologies work. And, you know, a lot of us talk about that. Um, you know, it's not just like a handful. It's it's people that have been in this for quite some time. Because the technology... Think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of us in the spiritual community are saying that this time of being, you know, cloistered <laughs> again, mm -hmm. some of us have past mm -hmm. lives of Mm -hmm. uh, I use that term. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, you know, now that we're in our homes and uh, yeah. we have this time on our hands and people that haven't taken the time to slow down, to go within now, um, yeah. have this time and this might be a time of a great awakening. So do you yeah. think that... Um, as an offshoot of what we're going through now, I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of positive things from this that maybe we would be more open to these new energy technology machines. I completely, yeah, I would. Yeah. And I want to tell you what I see happening from, from my little world, because I, it's like, it's like this. I think for those of us who have again known for, a very long time um, that 
this spiritual connection is a very large part of knowing how to navigate through these times. That mm-hmm. being able to calm the mind and even in periods of great chaos and distress and hampering of our liberties, that the capacity to tune in to, um, you know, our deeper self and, you know, whatever people will tune into, you know, for me, it's, it's source and the earth and the cosmos, right. Um, that we'll know how to navigate through these times in the last couple of weeks since this has happened, I have never been so connected to others that were of um, like mission. Um, and it's not just the energy uh-huh. technology. It's, it's everything related to what I call the shift. Um, it's almost as if there's now a veil that's dropped and people are on the go. Um, uh-huh. And I'm, I'm seeing that I'm not seeing anything slow down. I'm seeing things speed up as it relates to um, in, in not speeding in a frantic, like beta brain wave. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's this, no, you know, what I'm saying? Cause that, I think that makes sense. Right. <laughs> Cause it's, so yeah, new. And, you know, yeah, to put words into it. Yeah, it's like one of your your motors here, your your magnetic motors. You know, it feels like for those of us that have been on this path and and doing this work in various ways up until now, which may change, uh, that you know, magnetically we're being attracted to one another, and then boom, you know, something happens. You know, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. Oh, this, it's time for this. It's time for that. And and. That's what it feels like is like there's this this force field that's just pulling us all together right now. Yeah, there you go. No, you you you're describing it because that's what it feels like as well, and it feels very natural. It doesn't Uh feel like there's a how how am I going to introduce myself to this person? How like that's not even there. You're just on go with yeah what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like that's very you know true. Right? Like you, you know. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I again, I'm, I'm a little bit, because um, I'm listening to myself. I'm like, wow, I haven't said this before. I haven't said that before. But I'm seeing the people that are awakened, the people that are awakening. They are, they're ready and they're moving. And even the level of progression in the work over these last couple of weeks has, I mean, I've been having conversations that I've only dreamed of um, that I'm now having with other people in regards to this work. And it's like, wow, this is, this is, this, that conversation just really happened with this work just really happened. Level of cooperation and collaboration now is um, it's so much more robust efficient and it is just beautiful to see so mm-hmm. you know i think that this is a large part and and i'm sure that you know there's going to be again there's others that are not there yet and, and that's okay um but there's others that are and i'm seeing that forward motion and that progression and it's incredible to be part of and to watch it is 
And um, since we're talking on, about this and this subject and all, that uh, it's a really good segue. And I'm, I'm going to go back to the new technology and moral technology in a moment. But what about emotional yeah. intelligence? You've worked with emotional intelligence. And mm-hmm. so for those people that are in this state of fear or panic or distress or anxiety, how does that, what, first of all, what is emotional intelligence and how does that affect it? Yeah. Okay. Um, So emotional intelligence, I was blessed to get into this uh, work a long time ago and I worked with uh, primarily David Caruso. He's a PhD that was at Yale University. He's one of the originators of uh, this amazing test. It was the first test that was out there called the Mesquite, and it was the Mayer Salve Caruso Emotional Intelligence Test um, developed by the uh, now um, dean of Yale um, and uh, Jack Mayer, who's a professor at the University of New Hampshire. So I worked with David um, for about a decade, uh, and we tra- we traveled around and we did a lot of training and development and consulting um, with organizations and business people. So just you know, to to do a little bit of a segue segue on that, I always say EI was not popular when when I was doing it, but it became popular. So I was lucky to be involved in in that because um, it was a tremendous tremendous time in my life that is related to this work right now. But EI is the capacity to accurately take in and assess your own, uh, like take in from others and assess your own emotional state um, to know how those emotions are affecting your thought process and other people's thought process to know where those emotions stem from. So why are you feeling this? Like what's that trigger? And then how effectively are we managing those emotions for yourself and for others? So it's, it's self and other. Um, and it's what we found is people that have uh, more of a natural ability to exhibit high levels of emotional intelligence are usually the visionaries of organizations. Um, they're the ones that know how to um, create a vision and have others willingly um, be a part of that vision. So it's it's more of like a participatory type of um, leadership as opposed to, you know, that fear-based leader, do as I say, right. <laughs> not yeah. as you yeah. do. And, you know, you, you'll become, you know, you'll have something taken away if you do X, Y, or Z. You know, what we've found is people are, are you know, more of that um, uh it's more of like an evolutionary leader if they're, they're leading in that way. So relating to this time, you know, I've watched this. This is, this is wild, and I'm sure you've seen this too. I don't know if it's like the increase with social media that you can't see who's on the other side of you. So, you know, you, you get people saying some strange things and, and not very compassionate and not very kind, right? Um, but this, this sense of um, you're not – even seeing another person as a person. And in the aspect of emotional intelligence that's really important is you and the other, you know, being able to, to make those assessments accurately. And many times lately it seems that um, we, we've blurred the lines of what we're feeling or what someone else is. 
like we can't seem to to get that clarity in place so like for example if i'm in if i'm in a good mood and i'm feeling good about what i'm doing and what i'm saying and i jump on a conference call and the person on the call is in a fear-based state and they're not aware of it they're going to typically um, say something negative but ascribe that emotion to the other person um, and if they're not aware of it typically the the you know the the conversation can go in a direction that's not genuine <laughs> it's not a, a real realistic um, like it's not re- representing reality so if the person on the other end that's calm has high EI instead of being offended by the negativity what they can do is gently address it and say oh I see that you're stressed today or I see that you know, you, you, are you, is there something that's bothering you that you'd like to talk about? Um, are you sure that you're ready to, you know, do this call? So, you know, having high EI gives us the opportunity to address the emotion that's there, especially if the emotion is uh, blocking um, the capacity to actually, you know, have an effective call. Um, so that's, you know, one of many. But I think right now the most important thing is for people to actually identify how they're feeling and and acknowledge that uh-huh. like you know even even myself last night i was feeling it you know it's like the first time i was really feeling people that i know that have lost a parent last week they can't have a service for their their parent they can't properly grieve in their condition um i have someone who's very close to me right now whose uncle is about to be taken off of life support and the family cannot see him because of the regulations of the hospital. And this, this has impacted, you know, it impacted me last night. So I had to allow myself to feel the feelings of um, dissatisfaction and, you know, some anger and, and be okay with it um, last night. And you know, one of the things I used to always say about emotions is like emotions are like food. <laughs> you 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 take them in, um, you you let them do their thing, and then you you, you get them out. You know, it's like you right, can find yeah. a way to effectively move it. Um, but the the key is right off the bat is being able to identify it and mm-hmm. and express. Even if you're talking to a friend and say, I just need to get this out. Can you be a res- you know Can you be a resource for me in order for me to express this? Can you hear me? Or to go to your computer or go to a notepad and write down. What uh-huh. it is that you're feeling? Because yeah. there's wisdom. So one of the, yeah, because one of the things that we don't um, do is realize that our our emotions are actually filled with a lot of wisdom. And if we can realize that, that we don't always, especially if it's a negative, you know, what we call a negative emotion or something that doesn't, it's a high negative charge. Um, if it doesn't feel so good, that doesn't mean we ignore it or push it out. It actually means it's trying to tell us something. And, mm-hmm. and that's important, especially to making changes in one's life. So I'm sorry, I, I think I could go on for this. I'm, I haven't been asked that in a long time, so, but it's, well, it's so that, important. It's really important right now, um, not to say that the new energy technology isn't, but this is really important right now, and I think it's worth spending some time on. And, you know, really mm-hmm. what you're talking about is a lot of what, uh, a lot of us have been working on uh, for our own our self work 
is to be aware of our emotions, to be aware of our thoughts, and to allow. Mm-hmm. I had I had a breakdown day earlier, and you know I'm mm-hmm. noticing like okay, that's what it is, and I'm giving myself the time and space to do it, and I'm going to be gentle with myself. And know that this mm-hmm. too shall pass and just allow it to flow. And if I need to cry, I will cry. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. And to give, you know, so everybody out there, you know, the permission to do this. And I, I, I am by myself, so I don't have that immediate mm-hmm. person next to me to like, how is this mm-hmm. going to impact them if I just break down? But for a lot of people, that's not the case right now. That's so right. how, yeah. how, what tools, what can you suggest for them so they can share this, you know, and get this emotion out and yet still consider how it's going to be, how it's going to impact the other person in the family? Yeah. You mean, you mean if, if someone's alone? I didn't no, understand if, no, no, I'm alone, but a lot of people aren't. So they may be in a family, you may be yes. in a group or you know, maybe you have a roommate and you're there together and you need to express this and also be aware of how yeah. it's going to impact the other person. So any any suggestions, Absolutely. any tools? Absolutely. I, I'd say one of, if you do have someone that can listen and is in your environment, because sometimes, you know, here's what we think. Sometimes we think, oh, my God, if I'm going to express this, then I'm going to, I'm going to hurt somebody, right? Or if I'm going to ex- express this, then I'm going, cause I'm going to um, offend someone. I'm going to take, you know, hurt them in a way that I, I don't mean to. I don't want to bring them down, right? You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of when I did the, all the coaching. I, I coached thousands of people. I gave feedback to thousands of people. So you get a chance to, to you know, <laughs> have a mass of people that you, you worked with over a decade. And, you know, what I found is one of the worst things to do is to bottle it in and, and, and lock it inside, right? Like it, it's worse because it doesn't create a connection with others. Um, if we're holding in and holding in, and I see a lot of that going on right now, you know, that's what I call it. people are, they're not just quarantining themselves. They are segregating themselves emotionally, spiritually. They are segregating mm-hmm. themselves and it's not a criticism. However, you know, if 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 that um, that what I would even call like like an emotional quarantine is actually not producing something beneficial, and if the person is just in a continual state of fear, um, that's not the most helpful thing. So what we found, you know, because I would do exercises with our groups, and you know, all over the world, it wasn't just in you know here in the U.S that when you give people the opportunity to begin to express what they're feeling, it allows the other people to open and express as well. It, think about it. It's like even like, you know, resonant, it's resonance. It's that you're triggering yeah. something in another typically that allows them to share. So what I always say is, you know, with, if you have a trusted person to, to, to just simply say, listen, I am feeling something right now, let's say I'm feeling stress, I'm feeling stressed right now, can you be a, a source of support to just hear me? I don't need you to give me an answer. I don't need you to solve my problem. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need you to disagree with me. I just need to be able to express this. And can you just hear me? 
that's it. Can you just hear me and, and maybe hear me objectively? If you say it like that and you don't, because um, sometimes, sometimes when we get upset or angry or heated, we begin to like point to that, that um, arrow towards the person and not realize that we're directing our anger towards them. So that piece is really important to make sure that we know what's actually causing you know, the stress where we're, we're able to at least have enough of um, safety within ourselves that we don't put that onto someone else. That's really important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to say this isn't personal. Isn't, I'm in a crappy mood right now. This isn't about you. This is about, you know, the fact that you know, these people can't go see their family members in the hospital. They can't go grieve with their, their, you know, loved ones because their mom passed. Like, like, you know, that's, that's, okay to say that and it's okay to to then take some time to you know to write um but i i do i think the the in we're in such solitary time right now that i would say we have we, a lot of us have a lot of solitary time right now one of the things that we don't have is enough one-on-one connection and so to pick up the phone and to call that friend or pick up the phone and call someone maybe that you haven't heard from and even just to check in to see how they're doing because they may be feeling exactly like you're feeling, but they haven't said it. And um, to me, that, that communication and that connection is really, really important right now. Yes, I agree. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah because it does have this energy of wanting to hole away. And I've had you know, friends kind of do that, you know, and it feels like people are just pulling way, 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 way back. And yes. um, it's yeah. interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's serving a purpose, but but all things in yeah. moderation, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You, I saw that as well, and I said, wow, even people that I know, I would, I would clear, you know, classify them as fairly awakened are responding in ways that I am surprised about, um, you know, even, you know, and I call, listen, I, I love, I love my friends and they hopefully love me and we are honest with each other, but, you know, I'll, I'll call it out and say, Hey, you know, um, have you gotten out for a walk today? And I haven't gotten out in like, you know, a week. <laughs> Why? yeah or or also you know friends that are a little judgmental on what others are doing there during this time and I'm like well you know how is that serving you right now and what's going on with you so it's it's addressing the fear um because there's there's the, the fear is actually it's it's like this calm kind of pervasive fear that's going on right now and this is what I'm finding my check-ins that I'm doing with my friends is, is because I'm seeing it and it's just, you know, gently kind of pulling it out to try to help neutralize, um, you know, where they're at. So they don't go too deep into this, um, into this hole of, uh, of fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it feels like we're going to go through waves, these different waves. Like this might be the first wave of this pulling back and going within and then, and then there'll be another wave of maybe it all just comes out like just without thought of <laughs> how it's going to impact the other. Who knows how it'll flow. But I just had a thought about the show, and, and I think this is wonderful, but we're talking about new energy. 
we're talking about new energy and we, this is what it we're talking about. Like, it really is an off subject at all. <laughs> no, it is no, all energy. That's right. How can you, you know, you've heard of Dolores Cannon, right? Yes. So she used to say, we come here to learn how to influence and manage energy, right? Like ourselves. Well, right. how can you work on this? background sea of energy, let's say that is the, you know, pervades all life, right? If you don't understand how you as a human being are an energetic being on this plane of existence, like to me, the two go hand in hand and maybe why we've developed such um, archaic, (laughs) you know, ways to power our planet is because that's the consciousness. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I want to go a step further because you did, you know, ask um, previously about the research that um, I was part of publishing with Dr. John Klimo and uh, a team of other uh, researchers in 2018 because this is the relationship right here um, that the what we found is there was many, many people saying that um, these changes were coming and and can I talk about that? Is that okay if I can do that right now? Because I can make a bridge. Yes, fine. To... Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. that's fine. Go, go ahead. I, this is this is more. This is very important. As important as the other, I think. So. Well, yeah, because they're you are going to see how they're 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 totally linked, and um, you know we're we're being basically shown and told uh, time time to shift your ways. So back in like twenty five plus years ago, I was someone that got information like uh, as it relates to astrophysics, as it relates to the nature of the universe. I mean, things I I never could have picked up and understood in a book. For some reason, I was one of these people that was able to get some advanced physics information and scientific information just spontaneously. And so I worked with or rather collaborated with a group at Harvard right when I finished my bachelor's degree many, many years ago and um, thought, oh, well, you know, if I'm having this, what about other people? And it wasn't until literally 25 plus years later that I was able to work on this research and answer this question as part of this group or, or ask this question and get some of this information. So there was about 2,500 people um, that were surveyed and we, and these were people that claimed to have, um, uh, let's say, a conscious type of contact. And I'll get into, you know, the different type of um, information, like like the different beings or different, you know, people <laughs> or ways of knowing that they they discovered this. But the question was, do you believe that you possess information about advanced technology, advanced physics, or other scientific information that you've never read or learned about in your normal environment? And we had 41% of the people said yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, 41%, and, and most people would say, well, if you have a spiritual experience, you're not, you're not going to get information about how to build a device or, you know, what have you. Not true. <laughs> right. Not true. Not, not true. true. <laughs> not true. I've had experiences. <laughs> I haven't built anything. No. I've had experiences. <laughs> well, what did you say? I haven't built anything, but I've had experiences and information comes right. through. 
All right. Well, I got to send you this afterwards so you can see it. Um, so that's you know. The, so you've you've got that little piece right there. Okay. Um, why in and how they were having that? The thirty-two percent would be laying in their bed, sleeping in their bed. They'd be waking up with the information, or they would get it during. Um, their sleep state, or they would get it upon like waking up or, or right when they start to fall asleep, which is, you know, related to a calm mind. It's related uh-huh. to like an alpha kind of theta mind, um, brainwave state, which is related to having a calm mind from an emotional intelligence standpoint as well. Because when we're stressed, it, that aspect of us closes up to that, you know, call it universal knowledge or our higher self. We're not able to be creative with our, our problem solving when we're in that stress state. So, um, you know, ironically, the, the, when this occurred was um, in, in these more relaxed states. So 32% sleeping in bed. I will tell you, 21% said they were on a ship with a being. Um, about 20 people out of out of um, that that number. Um, some were in meditation, remote viewing. Some have had it um, throughout their life. It's just been an ongoing teaching and training, um, you know, in this other realm. Um, some some even had it uh, while they were just reading and watching television. <laughs> it would just it would pop in. But most of the time, people were alone. Um, that yeah. I find pretty pretty fascinating. Yeah kind of get to the, the, the heart of, of the study on here. Um, these, these individuals, we asked, you know, well, what do you think this is really about here? You know, what's the, what's the predominant theme? What's going on? Why is this, why is this really important? And 20% um, said it was the, about the nature of the universe. They were literally, be, literally being taught about the nature of the universe the way that universal energy works. It was for consciousness education training. It was for ship navigation um, and ship creation. Okay, I mean, that seems kind of out there, but when you see the, the, the consistency of it, you say, okay, well, who am I to judge? I'm taking, you know, the information. Um, it was about future prep for earth changes. And keep in mind, this was, you know, published in 2018. Um, love, love felt. Some people, it was the equation and formulas. Uh, other people, it was about device creation. But what I can tell you is that the underpinning to this whole thing about the nature of the information is love was embedded through the vast majority of these answers. That it was, because um, I had the, the honor to go through 90 of these 12 pages of responses, <laughs> which was a lot of information. And when we look at it, the, the, the consciousness of vibration, increasing the vibration, increasing that consciousness from that universal love, that is the primary. And what is created out of that is these, I will call it, uh, this subtler realm, um, these energies and these devices that work in alignment with truly what the nature of the universe is and truly what the nature of, of you know, the earth energy is as well. So there's your relationship to the consciousness piece as it relates to the technology. And, you know, the vast majority of the inventors that we work with all have had experiences like this. 
I, you know, I just can't believe you said all of that. I mean, honestly, uh, it's a good thing this is radio. This is a podcast because I, I almost started crying. Um, it just, it just like, oh my gosh, you know, that is what has happened to me. Um, I, I, in my sleep, been woken up with dipole moment or intermittent gamma ray bursts. Uh, about the coming mm-hmm. shift, I, you know, later on I put it together, mm-hmm. but it was also in, in my book, Hardwired to Heaven, and, and the information I got about how creative energy works, and, and then you talked about love, <laughs> and and the third book was, you know, Into the Heart of Love, Decoding Love's Hidden Power, and it was about what love truly is, and and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and it just hit me, like, right in the heart. So I just want to share that with listeners that this really is so and not yeah. to poo-poo what you, you know, felt, experienced, whatever. I mean, I'll never forget those times when I was woken up and, you know, that happens. You don't forget something like that. It's It sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And I it just does. encourage everyone to, to, to follow mm-hmm. it and to do something with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had no Thank idea. Thank you for sharing I no this. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm going to cry because you don't know the anxiety that I have when I go to share some of this because I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> as most my of the people who like, know me say, yeah, as most of the people who know me say, I know I can say this to you. So Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, That must be one of the reasons I'm doing this show. So anyway, yes. So I'm glad people followed this and and created all of these techniques and followed this and put this into practice. Mm -hmm. So we have these new energy technologies now. Yeah. And and there are... They are coming together, you know, in the past it used to be because they couldn't really trust each other because there was, I don't think that they, like the, the, what I call the, the more trustworthy people were able to even find each other. You know, they needed to kind of go through their own thing and their own development at the time. But what I'm seeing now is, like I said, this like veil has dropped and there's, it's like, it feels like it's on go for people to collaborate and communicate and you know, because sometimes you find people hold on to their IP, you know, real tight, and then that's okay. You know, we respect that. But what I'm seeing now is this this greater collaboration because it's almost as if they're, they, they do see that they are a part of, you know, what we're all going through on the planet. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, we have to help each other because – that power of collaboration far yes. is far more needed than yes. the self and what the self needs, right? And wants. Mm-hmm. Um, this is time of co-creation. Yeah. yeah. It totally, totally is. And this is about, you know, increasing that capacity for, you know, love, calmness, intelligence. And, and how do you do that? Well, you, you, you do it by yes, having that alone time with yourself and, your higher self, but then opening your heart to others that are able to open theirs as well. And you're, I'm just mm-hmm. seeing this gorgeous, like, it's like a, it's like flowers opening. And I mean, to be so, <laughs> but it is like watching flowers yeah, open and they're acknowledging yeah. each other. It's like, yeah, this is good. We need more of this. 
Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, I can God. just feel the energy right now. <laughs> I'm so glad we went down this road, Susan. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm always relieved. Like if it can, if it because I have the apprehension of, you know, like I've had a lot of these experiences my whole life, so I've had to talk uh-huh. about it from a a bit of an apprehensive standpoint because you don't know how people are going to react. So you have, uh-huh. you know, what I've uh-huh. always had to do is dance a little bit. And then if the, the floor remains open, then I dance a little bit more, but if it's not, I have to pull back. Cause sometimes, you know, <laughs> you, you, it just depends on who you're communicating with. Well, this is a collective awakening. So I think we have permission now. <laughs> um, feel too good. Uh, yes. It definitely so feels also, good. It does. So you also talk about moral uh, technology and and mm-hmm. how to use these technologies ethically, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Really important. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the you know we because to us like morality is an evolving piece um, of, of this because it's not like I feel that, you know, we all know how to exactly and perfectly do this. Like we're, we're working this thing together and we're understanding it's a, you know, that feedback feed forward loop with how to show up well and write uh, writer. I don't want to say write. Um, so how to do that. So we, you know, don't take um, like like funding to work on these things. We we don't take it if there's a a hook or a connection or a tie-in that feels like we're going to be owned or we have to work to own some of our inventors. We don't do that. <laughs> I would say barbaric. That's not the right term, but it, it feels barbaric. So we don't do anything like that. That's not what we're about. Um, we do our best, and I think we do it successfully, to create an environment of trust um, with the people that we work with. We work with conscious law, and that may seem like an oxymoron, but what we've been able to find is is lawyer, because you still need to have the legal aspects mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. in place. Uh, but doing it consciously, not doing it from right. a draconian. Like, yeah. You know, if you look, look at agreements, they're very draconian. It's like, it's about fault finding, right? And yeah. making an assumption that someone's going to do something wrong. So, you know, we said, well, let's change the whole dynamic around. And, and I have um, a colleague that works with us. His name is Chris Holden. He introduced that to us several years ago. And I was blessed to experience a contract with him where he just said, let's turn the whole thing around. And I was like, whoa, this is incredible. So we work with conscious law. Um, we also, <laughs> you know, we don't promote anything unless it has, uh, and this is what I love about my colleague who I started Nui with, is he's a, um, a British Ministry of Defense trained engineer, uh, a, a well-read individual on Rudolf Steiner, <laughs> and a really good human being. And we don't promote any type of technology um, and say it does something that it doesn't do. And you will find that there's a lot of organizations, um, I don't say a lot, but there are some, there's some organizations in this arena that will do that. And we work to do the opposite of that. If anything, we will um, share 
the stage of where it's at in a very complete, accurate, true way. Um, and, you know, that sometimes can hinder us from getting XYZ dollars, but we're okay with that because we believe that you have to be accurate with what you're saying. So you don't take in a penny of um, support unless it is where we think it's at. Um, and that's different, you know, because lots of mm-hmm. organizations mm-hmm. will, you know, you, you, the wing and the prayer, right? You know, and everyone's looking right. for yeah. a couple of miracle shots right here. But it's, it's also in um, how we look at, um, so let's say a technology hits the market or hits and it begins to make, make money. Um, we are a community interest company, so we take any profit and that goes back to community um, organizations like NEM. NEM is a nonprofit, and so it can receive a donation from um, our community interest company. We, we intentionally did that so it could, it could be supported. So we can continue to give free information to, to the public, so to speak. Um, in other programs, um, there's, uh, there's other things that we want to support, but the big thing is um, the continued funding flow for research and development I'll say one last thing in relationship to that, because there's so much to say about the moral piece, and we talk about it daily. I just got off a call an hour ago talking about it. Um, that there's such a clog in our system for to, to allow that creativity to come through um, and to really be effectively worked on that, you know, what we said is, okay, it's important for individuals that feel inspired to continue to create that there's money that's being like invested back into further R&D because most of these inventors don't just have one device they want to create. They've got like three and each, um, each are, uh, they, they are more progressive than the last. So after, you know, speaking with like 20 inventors and you realize that, Oh wait, you know, our goal is to kind of get this one thing out you know, but what we're really going for is these next couple of things, and we need to allow that funding to come back in so further R&D can continue to be developed and support them. So, you know, the, the, to me, the morality is endless. <laughs> it's like endless of the good that you can do. It's a matter of um, allowing that life force to continue in creating a system that allows it to continue because, you know, what good is it if you've got, let's say you take on investors and you've got five investors and they can all buy, you know, five more yachts. Like how is that serving a regenerative model? Right. Not. Yeah. 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 Yes. So our thing is about being able to generate that energy and keep moving it forward. And, you know, money is energy, but putting it towards um, programs and putting it towards places that it's needed the most. And, you know, who knows? And, if the organization did make X, Y, Z dollars and, you know, we're in massive need of water, um, you know, cleaning in certain places, then it can go to that. And so we actually set up our organization to be able to do that. It's interesting that you say that you, you set it up to generate energy because that's really what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pun intended, I guess. No, 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 no. No, no, but I mean, again, the morality piece, like, you know, by the way, we're not the professors that we know, we know what morality is in and out, but we know that we have a dedication to 
understanding and allowing that moral impulse that does seem to be what this universal sea of energy operates on. We have a dedication. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. There's a, there's something I put on everyone in my newsletters at the end. And I say, I say until next time, remember, um, we are connected through an interwoven net of consciousness whose guiding principle is love. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's it. And that's so true. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so true. It sounds so, <laughs> what did they say? Simple, it's behaviorally but it's... Yeah, but complex to, to do from a behavioral uh-huh. standpoint, but that's where EI comes in. Because EI, you know, if you can accurately assess, am I being angry? Am I being spiteful? Am I being fear-based? And, you know, and, and what am I putting out towards the other person? If we can, we can have that conversation with ourselves and say, wait a minute, what am I feeling here? What's my responsibility with what I'm feeling before I have a knee-jerk reaction and put it on someone else? Um, or, or maybe I can... You know, and in this moment, I'm not feeling so great and I'm feeling kind of crappy. Maybe I need to give myself some love right now so I can be of, you know, better service to the, the people that I care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you um, it's is good in that regard. Yeah. How can I show up yeah. for myself so I can yeah. show up better for them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, putting myself in other people's shoes and, um, like, like, how can I, how can I be there and not be intrusive, but know that, that, that I am there and, uh, and available. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, the spacing allows us to do that, right? You can, we can fill our space with those types of thoughts or we can fill our space with um, thoughts that are, are not productive as it mm-hmm. relates to you know, having, and, and by the way, fear is not bad. It's when it grips on and it suffocates the, the capacity yeah. to, you mm-hmm. know, through it. And it becomes the pervasive state of, it becomes your mood as opposed to just an emotional blip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so where do I you mean, see... I <laughs> What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. So where do you see the future of this new energy? I think regardless of what goes on in our world, and I mean regardless, I feel like there are, there are people that are here to learn. There are people that are here to collaborate. There are people that are here to bring in a new way and it's not going to stop. It doesn't matter what, what goes on around us. That's what I feel. And, um, it, you know, this could have slowed many people down what's been going on the last couple of weeks and it, it produced the opposite effect with others. It, when I say slowed down, mm-hmm. um, depressed people, yeah, it produces yeah. the opposite effect. People are, they're speeding up. They're connective capacities. It's its moving work forward in ways that, again, people, I don't think, imagine that it would be, you know, so possible. So um, I see i see more of this, and um, 
I just see that it's such a, a necessary aspect to, you know, it, it may not be about the actual device that gets, you know, produced and out there. It may literally be about, you know, this journey of learning and understanding. And um, I mean, I certainly hope that we have devices to help us through this transitional shift. Cause like you, um, I do believe that the sun is an enormous aspect to what's to come. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think, I think these technologies are a way to help us. It's like a surfboard. It's like, you know, a way to help yes. us through the, the transition. Well, I'm very interested in it. Um, I have a, a group on Facebook called New Earth University, and uh, I've always seen that the way through this time is through small conscious communities off the grid. And um, mm-hmm. always wanted to get people together to teach this and always saw that um, these new energy technologies and uh, were, were, were part of it, so it would make it so that we yeah. could live off the grid and live in this way. And we're seeing that, you know, living in these congested cities is probably not a good idea right now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree not with that. Not for what's coming, yeah. not for what's coming, you know, not now. And, and for what is coming, it's not an optimal way to live. So how can we change the paradigm here? And I think that's where we are. We're in a paradigm shift right now. I, re- I totally agree. And I feel like I share that same, you know, vision in that space with you. And I feel that there's, there's many others that do as well. And I think we're going to have more people, you know, sometimes you need that pressure in order to awaken faster. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The cosmic pressure by force, I used to call it. Yeah. <laughs> what do we call it now? Is it, is it now like a, a six by ten? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know either. I realize, like, oh god. <laughs> we're waking up. We're waking up. Don't worry. We're waking up. <laughs> yeah, we're waking up. We're waking up, and we're not doing it alone. I mean, no. I feel like we're alone. No. But we're not. And that's what's really important. And um, just for everyone out there. Uh, wherever you are in your awakening, you're not alone. And if you need help, you need information, contact me. I will help as many as however I can help, whatever I can do. You know, I don't want people to feel alone. You know, I, I, I've gone through it. I walked this path alone, but I had the luxury of doing it over a long period of time. And now people don't have that luxury. So such a you know, such a great point. And I was actually thinking about that this morning. Ironically, I went for a walk. It was finally not raining. And I went, oh, man, I'm so lucky I've had like a long time to do this because what mm-hmm. do you do right now if you haven't? That is going to be yeah. like a crash course. Somebody signed up for the crash course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the crash course. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of the reasons I'm here. And so I just want to put that out there. You know, go to my website, joanserio.com. There's a contact page, you know, and I'll do what I can. And I'll put out what I can to help others at this time, too. So I am just so grateful right now, Susan, that we connected, that I had you on the show right now <laughs> during this time. Because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm in a state of positive shock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
because I had no idea how the conversation was going to go. And I just said to myself, I'm like, wow, you know, this is again, like a, an interview after the shift. I haven't done this. And I just, you know, I, I, I trusted, but there was still, you know, some apprehension, like, oh, you know, how, how is this going to go? Can we have this good, genuine conversation? And I guess if I knew you a little bit more beforehand, I would have known that was, it was definitely going to happen, but I am so, so, so appreciative you've made my day today. And you've made mine, and please, let's stay in touch. Without a doubt, we are near <laughs> each other, so easier. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again, Susan. And so next week's show, I have resident astrologer Jude Valentine coming on to tell us about the astrology of April. And um, I'm sure everybody's going to tune in for that one because it's a ride. Hang on. We've got this. I've got you, too. So take care, everyone. Stay well. Much love. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.